I did something in the springtime that was a game changer for my diet. It, what I did was I didn't allow myself to eat more than 500 calories per meal, like sitting. Yeah, I remember that. And I, and I told you guys about it. And it was amazing how much my body changed just in a couple months. I would advise pick one thing and do that. Don't don't try and burn yourselves with like a whole bunch of different things because uh, it can get real hectic. Now, that does work sometimes um, in different circumstances. And if it's a really controlled environment, sure. But for the most, for the most part, you want to, especially if you want it to become permanent, you want to continually practice that one thing as often as possible and keeping that at the front of your mind. It's uh, Even Bruce Lee said that he would fear the man that did the same kick 10,000 times as to oppose to the man that did 10,000 different kicks. All right, guys, welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima, and I have a special guest on the podcast today, the one, the only, Gus Warden. I don't even know how to handle that introduction. <laughs> I just... It felt like I, it just very natural. I needed to introduce you in that way. I feel like a, I'm almost a regular on this now. <laughs> this is like the third in a row I think I've been on. And the people love it. Trust me. Oh, we'll see about that. So, Gus, I wanted to bring you on the podcast today uh, just so I could spend a little extra time with you. But also, I feel like the members right now are probably feeling like they would like a little tune-up on their diets. Mm-hmm. This is usually the time of year when we have a nutrition seminar. Right. And I thought to myself, you know, we do these nutrition challenges and these seminars typically in uh, early September, late August, January, and then some point towards the end of the spring, early summer. And we've been recording them on the podcast, but a lot of times most people cannot attend. So I thought to myself, instead of doing a seminar, why don't we just record a podcast that this will serve pretty much as our uh, nutrition, we'll call it motivation and instruction for guide for this fall. Love and, it, yeah. And we've got some things that we're working on right now that we're going to roll out to them pretty soon that we can kind of touch on. Oh, yeah. So let's start first with, we'll call it kind of foundational uh, nutrition. So, you know, with school starting for a lot of people, whether they're college students or maybe their kids are starting – September 1st or August, you know, end of August can typically serve kind of like a New Year's, right? It can be almost like yeah, the, yeah. the association with schedule and we've something seen, new. Yes. We've seen that in the private training studio. Mm-hmm. We've seen that in the CrossFit classes. Um, they're getting, they're, they're more full. They, we've got, you know, a lot of signups here in the last couple of weeks. Right. So with that momentum, what is something right now that a current member who's been coming for we'll call it for a, uh, a few months, you know, and more can do with their diet in order to get some more results in the gym, but really kind of what they're looking for, maybe a few pounds or inches. They want to trim up, tone up, look exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a few things that you can do. Uh, I'll start off with a very few basic pointers. Um, I think, and this is one that has been a game changer for most people that I've discovered in the years that I've been training, is um, limit the amount of times that you eat out. In other words, stay home. Uh, I know when I was growing up, uh, we probably ate out, this is over the course of a six-month period, I could probably count on one hand the number of times we ate out. 
Everything else was cooked in the home. Uh, there was the only times we would eat out, like even if it was in a pinch, it'd be like we just eat, you know, the leftovers from the day before, even if it was just like, you know, slim pickings. Um, just because, you know, partly because my parents were very frugal, um, but also the other half of that being my mom didn't want us eating junk. And that's how she classified it. Anything that wasn't cooked in the ho- in the house was labeled, you know, quote unquote junk. Uh, and it worked. I mean, we, you know, in the previous podcast, I shared my history. Um, we, to this day, are both, well, my brother, I wouldn't say is in shape. He doesn't really work out anymore. But his eating habits have remained the same. He really doesn't eat out all that much. You know, we were completely opposite. I could probably count on one hand how many times we would eat at home. So what's the difference there between Oh, you know, I was 240 it? pounds my senior year, you know, drank six soft drinks a day. See, I, I had abs since the fourth grade. So <laughs> part of that might be genetics, but, yes. uh, but uh, the fact that I was extremely lean and in shape my entire, um, you know, I guess elementary through high school life uh, is a big testament to that. And I, let me add one thing because I, I actually – just did this about a week ago. Um, you know, we're in a busy season, three kids, very busy life. Right. And um, cooking is hard. It is because hard. Because there's bath time. And it's very Putting hard. kids down. Yep. And you just got to feed your kids quick. And um, it, it's a, let's just say like the countdown begins when you walk in the door. Right. And to add a 30 minute, 45 minute preparation of dinner it, it you know it, it i can totally see how people just opt to pick something up oh of course but something i discovered that i actually tried which was really good was heb has the individual meals mm-hmm. that you put in the oven yeah i know ex- yeah they exactly. are completely they're awesome oh they're completely done for you like marinated portioned yep healthy and they taste good. And I they mean, taste I, amazing. Yep. And you just put it in the, take the plastic cover off, put it in the oven for 22 to 24 minutes. So you can kind of bathe your kids or do whatever and come back, get it in the same container and it's delicious. And it's right. $7 and 50 cents. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, I've had, we actually, Brittany and I have, uh, we have a little tradition, the salmon patty one. I don't know if you like. I haven't had that one. Oh, it's good. That's our, our like Sunday evening, like go to, we do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, so it, I, I just thought I'd mention that because I, I can, I can see how you get caught up with, I don't want to Oh, for sure. Uh, but there's plenty of ways that you can, uh, make this work. And, and I want to make a fine line between like, you know, not people actually legitimately not being able to make it work. And then as opposed to the, well, I could make it work, but it really wouldn't taste as good as what I'm used to reason. And more often than not, honestly, that is the reason it, you know, it's, it's, uh, the level of inconvenience along with the lack of taste is usually the reason for not cooking at home as opposed to it just being like, Oh, it may not taste as good as if I got it from like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Christopher's whatever, yeah. you know, like arguably too, it would take the same time because you still got to go out. You got to wait, you got to hire a babysitter. You got to do, you know, so it can be done. Um, so really right off the bat, don't eat out as much. So don't eat out as much. Uh, what's the best way for them to approach that? Because I would pick one meal a day, like start off with like one less meal a day that you're going to eat out. And if you don't do it every single day, okay, find the meal that you do the most often and say for this week, I'm going to eat at home for that meal or I'm going to pack my lunch for that meal. 
Um, and a lot of times too, you know, people that go to work, they'll have like business meetings or meetings with their coworkers or their coworkers will bring something to the office. Ignore it. Just eat what you brought from home. Perfect. Period. So eat out less. Right. What's next? Uh, the amount of protein that people eat is dramatically lower than what it should be. I okay. So I a hundred percent agree with you. Help people understand why they need more protein and what actually uh, con- consists of protein. Like, what is an actual good source of protein? Okay, so um, the reason why people should actually eat protein, I'll start with that. Uh, if you know how the late night infomercials that you see, well, you really shouldn't be awake when you're watching, and they say, hey, buy this magic fat burner pill, it'll like increase your thermoregulation, you know, up four degrees, and you'll Stick burn. these stickers on your abs. Right, or the patches, the uh, yeah, push the easy, the staples easy button, and you've got abs. Um, that kind of thing. If I could tell any one person uh, what the closest healthy equivalent of that would be, it would be eating more lean protein. Before you touch anything else. So it's, it's like an order of eating. You start off with your lean protein. You eat that first. And then should you have room left over, i.e. you still feel hungry, not stuffed, you can go ahead and eat the other items on your plate. The reason you do eat protein is because, A, it's pretty hard for you to digest and takes a lot of energy to do so. And so you're you know, simultaneously using energy to digest it. And it builds muscle. Muscle is also what you call, quote-unquote, metabolically expensive. Fancy word for that is muscle takes a lot of energy to maintain. The more muscle you have, the more energy or fat you will burn just sitting on your butt. So the more protein you eat, the more muscle you build, the higher your metabolism will be, the more fat you burn. And how is that different than if I sat down and I had a dinner with beans Tortillas. Well, beans and aren't grapes. bad. Well, let's just say, yeah, more carb focused dinner, right? Where like what be- most people do. Yeah, exactly. I think probably more people would be along the lines of like French fries, tortillas. Right. <laughs> uh, you can tell I'm Hispanic. Beans, tortillas, no, <laughs> right? In grapes, but yeah, no. rice and beans. So, like you know, where most people will um, probably focus on eating the carbs first, right? you know, you go to a Mexican restaurant yep. and you start eating the chips. The chips and salsa. And then you have the food brought and you're probably going to grab the tortilla or you're going to start with the rinds and beans and then hit your protein last. So if I'm going to put a meal in my body that's... That's 80, assuming 80, people get fajitas. Most people get enchiladas. <laughs> enchiladas, right. right yeah. So if I'm going to eat 80% carbs, uh-huh. what is that doing for my body? Like how is that not good for my body? Um. So... They're easier to eat, as I think is the big culprit, not necessarily the fact that it's carbs. I want to make a big distinction there because carbs aren't bad. Uh, it's just, what's the saying? Like, if all you have is a hammer, every problem is a nail. So by that, I mean, like, um, if you only see carbs as bad, you're going to avoid carbs like the plague instead of realizing Oh, hey, these actually are good for you just in moderate amounts. It's a, it's a mindset shift. Okay, so instead of just because right now the trend is people see them as bad, that's your hammer. Okay, and so to fix that, it's just okay, we're going to hammer away the carbs. We're not, we're just not going to touch them. And so this is like carb phobia. Uh, but where carbs do become dangerous is in most instances, they do taste better than protein, um, especially dry chicken. 
Uh, and so they're a lot easier to eat. So we eat more of them. And then also, like I said, carbs aren't going to directly build muscle. Carbs are an energy source. Your body does, that's its preferred energy source is carbohydrates. So if you eat too many carbohydrates and you have too much energy, guess what happens? It gets stored as fat. And so for somebody who has no idea how much protein they're having or where to start, like what's the best way to start? You, you say increase your protein. So how can they do that? Best rule of thumb is if you look at your hand, everybody's got one unless, you know, extenuating circumstances. <laughs> but uh, if you look at your hand and you don't do this, but you visualize chopping off your fingers and your thumb uh, and you have your palm left over. That's about the size and the width of the serving of protein uh, that you would eat. For girls, it would be one palm size serving. For guys, typically one and a half to two. That's a very good general rule. Of th- and this is per meal. Uh, two to three meals a day. I'm just, well, yeah, I could say two to three right now. If you're an athlete, it's probably more along the lines of three to four. But uh, most people I've noticed eat will these days eat two to three meals a day. And you have girls, one palm-sized serving of protein. Guys, one and a half to two per meal. And you mentioned lean protein. So yes. is, is there specific examples that you can give of lean protein? Yeah, of course. So like you don't want to do like, you know, 70, 30 ground beef. Um, it's better than no protein at all, but preferably have a much leaner, like 90, 10, ideally. Or uh, chicken is a great one. Um, pork chops are good. Bacon probably is not. You know, like uh, it's, it's a lot of the leaner cut, like, Poultry, lean beef, fish is great. Um, And if you're talking vegetarian sources, uh, quinoa is a really good one. Beans, you had mentioned before, bean carb, but they do have protein in there as well. Um, Those are good too. Tofu. um, And then you can do different protein powders as well, whether you choose whey or soy. There's a whole bunch out there. Soy for you um, vegetarians again. Uh, But all of those are great sources. Eggs, that's good too. They're all great sources. Um, the ones you want to avoid are the traditionally the more fatty cuts of meat or like uh, if you go to Taco Bell and have the, the fake meat, that kind of thing. Um, and that's, of course, the stuff that tastes better, but you want to shift more towards the leaner cuts. And the reason because is because it has a whole lot of fat in it, which has that's per um, gram has the highest calorie count. Fat so, does. So cutting out fast food or limiting fast food. Yes. Eating, eat, cooking more, uh, Cook, increasing protein yeah, to cooking, about two to three. Yep. Cooking at home more, increasing your protein and eating that first. Eating that first. What uh-huh. else? Uh, so I would, and this one is actually I've found to be kind of difficult for people, but it can be a game changer. Get in the habit of leaving some food on your plate. Like don't eat the whole thing. You know, get one serving and then leave a quarter to an eighth of the plate left over. Ideally, you're... Carbs or fat portion. You know what? This is going to be funny. Well, not funny, but crazy because I, you're, I did that today. Um, I got a bowl at Chipotle. I ate half of it, <laughs> which is so unlike me. Yeah, I'll, I'll down a bowl at Chipotle. I covered quick. it up. Uh huh. And I was going to wait to have it until after the noon class, but I literally ate it right before the noon class. <laughs> it was like forty-five minutes after I ate the first half. But you're really right in that. And, and I don't necessarily know if not finishing your plate would be the same, but what about just eating like 
a little bit less than the whole goal of it is just to eat less yeah okay so i did something in the springtime that was a game changer for my diet what i did was i didn't allow myself to eat more than 500 calories per meal like sitting yeah i remember that and i and i told you guys about it and it was amazing how much my body changed just in a couple months. But you increased the number of meals you had too, though, didn't you? Well, and I, I typically, yeah, I typically would eat three thousand to three thousand five hundred calories a day. Mm-hmm. The only difference now is I would have those in five hundred calorie increments. So you'd eat about five to six meals a day. Exactly. Yeah. And I was really strict about if I ate, you know, let's just say at three p.m., I would not eat again until at least five or six p.m. Right. Because where it would get me is, you know, maybe in the morning I would have my breakfast. It was about 500 calories. And then, you know, I'd go maybe a few hours too many before I got my next meal. And then a few hours too many before I got my next meal. And I've only had like three meals. And then the, the last 1,500 calories would be consumed in the course of 45 minutes. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they would involve a little bit of grazing on cashews, followed by a dinner, followed by a protein shake. Yes. Yeah. And so... What you're saying is not finishing your plate or just eating less is really good for a lot of people who probably cram calories, which most people do. Oh, yeah. Into a two to three hour window, which is probably from five or six p.m. to eight or nine p.m. Right. And they get probably 75% of their daily intake in that time. Oh, yeah. Well, and so here's a interesting. Um I guess correlate to a uh, fancy word for you know, story or whatever. But um, the uh, different cultures um, already have in place these, what I guess you could call them food rules, where uh, I know, I think it's the French, they will take their meals on average last like one to two hours. I mean, it, it, like just slow, slow eaters. Uh, and then in America, I would say if we're basing on the people that I have worked with, the average meal is probably anywhere from five to seven minutes. And so that right there is a huge shift. Uh, and, and that's another thing too. that one for a lot of people that was really hard is eating slower, but for the French, it's not cause it's already built into their culture, but the, uh, levels of obesity over in France are dramatically lower than what would be here in the United States. Yeah, we eat too much and we do it too fast. Right. Uh, in uh, Japan or some of the, you know, the Middle Eastern uh, Asian countries, um, they eat very little portions over a long period of time. And it's not necessarily that like these, all these cultures eat different sorts of food. And like, it's, it's not, they don't have a common food in common that, or a common way of eating. They're all different. But some of the things they do have in common is that they eat less and they take a lot longer to do it, if that makes sense. And the rates of obesity are exponentially smaller than ours. So three, three very uh, easy to follow things that people can implement. But as we know, knowledge is great. Execution That's the kicker. will mm-hmm. give you the results you want. So do you have any advice on how to implement this into your life, how to actually do something different? I would advise pick one thing and do that. Don't, don't try and burn yourselves with like a whole bunch of different things. Uh, cause it can get real hectic. Now that does work sometimes, um, in different circumstances. 
And if it's a really controlled environment, sure. But for the most, for the most part, you want to, especially if you want it to become permanent, you want to continually practice that one thing as often as possible and keeping that at the front of your mind. It's uh, Even Bruce Lee said that he would fear the man that did the same kick 10,000 times as to oppose to the man that did 10,000 different kicks. So pick one thing and get very, very good at it to where it's a habit, and then you don't even have to think about it anymore. Then you can start adding another thing onto it. So like if, uh, if I'm trying to implement these things, one of those three things I would pick, and it's going to be the one that I feel will move the needle the most. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And so for me personally, that would probably be the, um, it'd probably be the leave food on the plate thing. If I'm trying to lose weight, I'm currently not, but if I was, and sometimes I do, that would be what I would implement first. You know, that, it's hard for me to leave food on anybody else's plate. Are you going to finish that? I, yeah. <laughs> but I, no, I agree. So, so just recalling those three the uh, the first is eat out less, yep. right? Eat at home. Avoid more. eating out and rush. Eat at home more. Second one is increase protein, right? And third one is eat less or don't finish the food on your plate, or just don't add as much onto your plate and only have one serving. Perfect. So, yeah. tell me a little bit, kind of in, in in as we wrap up this episode, tell me a little bit about what we've been working on that the members and the the clients will be able to look forward to that's intended to help them, right? With implementation of exactly what we're talking about but you and i've been working on this program that we're about to launch so you know what can we how can we preview it to the members what can you share on that that they can look forward to (laughs) not a whole lot but uh it's it's going to be really cool without giving too much away is it is going to be the most the most inclusive program insofar as achieving results that this gym has ever put together Uh, At least as long as I've been here, and I would be willing to bet as long as you've started the business as well. And how long before people can get their hands on this program? Um, Within the month, for sure. All right, it's coming up. You heard it first here. (laughs) All right, well, Gus, thanks for sharing your knowledge, and we hope everybody is crushing their september goals because i know that right now everybody listening to this podcast probably needs to do one of those three things and uh, if you have any questions feel free to grab gus or myself and ask us any questions yep or just post them onto the uh, community page if we see them we'll answer them absolutely thanks gus Uh uh-huh thank you for tuning in today don't forget to subscribe to the building better people podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.